Everybody, welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terence? Good old royal humor, man. Royal humor, man. Yeah. We should have gotten crowns now for today's podcast. Why, yeah? Uh? Celebrate, man. Just soak up in the glory of, of what happened this past weekend. Uh. Are you saying that as a as a valued member of the Commonwealth Group of Nations or just in general, just as an observer? Uh, both, uh, both. <laughs> what de- what defines a valued member of the Commonwealth, Terence? No, I mean, we are one of the nations of the Commonwealth. Singapore is one of the nations of the Commonwealth, yeah, right? Yeah, Singapore is, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, as far as I, I've been seeing online, a lot of... Uh, Commonwealth countries were, you know, people were having parties, uh, like coronation parties, uh, where they get together and watch the live stream of the coronation and things like that. Um, I'm not sure. Did you did you experience anything like that over the weekend? Uh, I don't know anyone who organized coronation parties. I know people were watching it. Uh, mm. But, I mean, it was a bit more subdued than I thought overall with regards to Singapore. Hey, but we're jumping into the topic already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We that's never right, do our right. small talk, you know, like, how yeah, was your yeah. weekend, Terrence? No, but this is the small talk. This is the small talk. Yeah, yeah. But then it's like medium talk. La. It's not really small medium. talk, but it's not really big talk. So, related. Related. R- related talk. Yeah, related yeah. Talk. But aside from the coronation, which we will mm. jump into, how was your mm. weekend, Terrence? Pretty, pretty awesome, man. Pretty awesome. Weather was nice. Uh, checked out some nice places around Singapore. Yeah, how about you? Mm. Uh, same. Like I went for for a friend's yacht party yesterday. My first ever mm. yacht party. Mm. I mean, it wasn't like a super like happening yacht party for youngsters. Like my friends were celebrating his wife's fiftieth birthday. Ah, um, so it was people of that age, like, but all very fun. And yeah, the yacht party. Interesting experience. Interesting experience. Mm. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yacht. Welcome to the one percent. Yeah, that's a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. I felt as I was walking, I was like, man, I could get used to this. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Cool, um, man. Cool, cool. Uh, but before we jump to all that royal talk, is mm. there anything that you want to plug for the podcast? Um, Just a regular shout out to, you know, if you have listened to this podcast, if it has brought you some joy or some sort of emotion. Uh, good and maybe sometimes not so good because once in a while it's good to have a not so good emotion in your in your system. Um, mm. It would be great if you could share it with at least one person who may not have heard of us. Because mm. now right. now it's nice that when I see friends or listeners, they actually say, hey, I did what you all asked. I told one person. And I'm like, oh, well really? done, man. Who yeah. did that? Who did that? Re- uh, recently, someone told me that they uh, they have a cousin in Australia mm. who came down, oh no, who... I don't know where the came, but they were talking and then he introduced his cousin in Australia to our podcast. Singaporean guy living there. And mm. now he's a he's an avid listener. Uh, so if, if you're in Australia and were introduced to this podcast by that one person, shout out to you, man. Shout out to you, fellow Commonwealth member. Right? Yeah, yeah, fellow <laughs> Commonwealth. God yeah. save the king, man. God save, God the, king. save the king. Yeah, yeah. But no, no, yeah, someone also did tell me that that they, they let their kids listen to our podcast. Is it? Uh, yeah, the toddler kids, and yeah, toddler then they're kids, like, "Oh, yeah. remember this voice? Remember this voice when I met a kid, like, You know, uh, so it's like, uh, uh. oh, okay, uh, yeah, I just have to be careful of um what we say sometimes uh when we know that kids this thing as well, uh. <laughs> But we have said this how many times before? But mm. does it change the way you talk? I don't oh, think la, we should. I think kids need to be introduced to the real world out there, man. Uh yeah la, when when necessary la, when necessary I when think. necessary correct, yeah. correct. it's better that you experience it here with us yeah than, exactly than, than out there in the argument on the streets or something like right <laughs> yeah exactly you know as we use it to describe uh say the weather or something yeah. someone has done as opposed to being directed at at them you know at you yeah. this is a safe space for yeah, that kind space. of language yeah exactly exactly <laughs> it's a safe space yeah all right yep. cool man. Yeah, but speaking of safe spaces, uh, like this is, uh, yeah, is, I think today's discussion is quite interesting because, you know, it all happened, it's about something big that happened over the weekend, uh, right? Yeah, correct. And what is that? It was the the coronation of King Charles, mm. Um, mm. who I believe is the 41st person to have a coronation, um, mm. with the first coronation happening in 1066. Wow. Um. So yeah. So it 
It happened over the past weekend. It happened on Saturday. Uh, mm. And yeah, so, so I mean, it was live stream. I know like for many, many hours. Um, mm. Of course, one big thing was the the role and appearance of uh, Harry mm. at the coronation. Mm. But generally, yeah, like the the there were a lot of articles. There was a lot of coverage around it, and just we're gonna we're gonna dive into it. Yeah, yeah. You said that you knew that people were watching it, like, Right? Yeah. Like, did you have a chance to watch it yourself? With your uh, my 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 wife was kind of like uh, turning it on, off and on, because yeah. she's a she's she enjoys the royal family and all the the stuff happening around it. Mm. Um, mm. I know a few friends also. They were just. Tuning in, like tuning in, having it in the background and stuff like that. Mm, mm. Yeah. So, what were you? Yeah, yeah, I did. It was uh, live streamed on uh, YouTube. So, yeah, here and there, I did jump on, and it's just the, it was just a spectacle of the whole thing, lah. They just, mm. it was kind of ridiculous, like the whole golden carriage that were, that brought them to, from one place to another. Yeah, that I was. Don't know if you saw that. I saw that. I thought it was a. I thought it was like a fucking parody or something like that. It's all like a freaking golden like horse carriage, right? Yeah. Yeah, it looks like what you would see at a school play. You know, like <laughs> this one probably was gold plated. I'm guessing it was yeah. gold plated, right? But yeah. it looks so tacky. So I mean, okay, mm. overall, right? How much of a shit did you give about the coronation? Uh, I probably wouldn't have bothered but knowing that Harry was going to be there uh, it, it made it a bit more like oh what's going to happen how's it going to be and all uh, you know because mm. I, I don't know about you but I, I've I've watched several seasons of The Crown and uh, enjoyed the you know enjoyed the back and forth between uh, Harry and the I mean not not say I enjoyed it lah, but but it's, it's kind of we, we've all observed it and all have had opinions about it we've talked about even the South Park episode that made fun of Harry and Megan before and all, right? Mm. So this is just another chapter in the story uh, to me. I see. Because, uh, I mean, for me, even taking into account Harry, uh, Harry's presence there, Harry's role, I really mm. could not give a shit. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. Like, I, I really did not have any interest in watching it. Or The only reason why I, I'm we're, we're talking about it now is because, I mean, it is a global thing, right? So when I think mm. about it, Mm. It does have some sort of global impact. I wouldn't say global relevance, but mm. it is a piece of content that is consumed around the world. So from that mm. perspective, I'm like, okay, this is still an international event. Yeah. Um, you yeah. can disagree with the event, but you can't deny that there was a, it was a spectacle, like you said. Uh, mm. London, there were, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of people on, on the street. Mm, um, yeah, right? That's right. I know. I know. Even during the Premier League games, apparently, like when they were playing or some some song, the fans at the games were booing because it yeah. is also quite a polarizing Nas- thing, la. Yeah, the national right. anthem. I think ah, the, the Liverpool f- Liverpool fans were jeering during the national anthem being played in yeah. honor of the the new king, la. Yeah. Yeah, and then of course the additional drama piece of Harry's appearance, la. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. there is a whole movement, la. You're not you're not alone in thinking that way because there is a whole movement. I think. The hashtag that they use is not my king, uh, to signify the you know the general um, aversion to this whole spectacle of the the monarchy and the royal family and the extravagance, uh, basically. And I think like one photo I saw that really encapsulated all that was um, they someone did an aerial shot of that that uh, that golden horse carriage you mentioned, mm. and uh, it was traveling on you know just road that right. Yeah. But there were a ton of potholes on the road. But over time, I don't know, maybe there's no there's no budget to fix the potholes in the road. So they filled it with wet sand apparently to to cover up the those potholes while the carriage was going over the road. Oh. So people are saying, Yeah, this is a country that literally doesn't have money to like fix the potholes on the road, but it has the money for a fucking golden horse carriage to carry this guy from one place to another. Oh uh, shit. So that juxtaposition was was pretty interesting, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, it is fully uh, state funded, lah. Right? Mm, mm, yeah, it is fully yeah. state funded, and and yeah, there were protests also apparently. Um, mm. um, and a survey apparently done in April this year, um, suggested that the British public was ambivalent toward the event. Mm, um, mm, I guess, I guess maybe for people outside of the UK, like if I watch it, it's like I'm watching a reality TV show. Yeah, it is really. Yeah. Is. So, so yeah, so it really is. But if I was there, right, uh, I mm. think I would also feel like, why are we doing this? 
Mm, you know, mm, you know mm. why you, you? I mean, even when it comes to events in Singapore, like F one, which yeah. is a commercial event, you know, mm. is not really state funded fully. Uh, mm, mm, mm. Uh, already people have have um, polarizing views, lah. If it's something like this, like NDP, NDP in Singapore also got got some polarizing views, right? Mm, mm, mm. But Harish, you're sounding like the kind of guy that nobody wants to invite to parties. <laughs> Tell me when you were on the hey, yacht. When I just you went to the, a yacht party yesterday. When you were at your yacht so, party holding a champagne flute <laughs> with their little pinky out like this, were you thinking to yourself, why am I here? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Why, why are we celebrating? Did you, were you thinking that also? Tell me. Of course. Of course I was. Of course I was. And, and there was no not champagne. My, not was my no yacht champagne. party. Not my yacht party. Is that what you're saying? No lah. I mean, it was a bit of a surreal experience, but I won't deny that I had a good time. You know, I had a good time. Yeah, but so maybe maybe people will not, just they want just want to have a good time with the coronation parties and all so Yeah, right? but the, the who paid for the yacht party, my friend. <laughs> right. I didn't pay for it. <laughs> so but if I had to pay for it, I'd be like, yo, why the fuck are we going on this yacht? It's not mm, cheap. Mm. Why can't we go somewhere else? But I, but I didn't have to pay for it. I'm like, yippee. <laughs> mm. I mean yeah. it, it, there are there are arguments that the royal family and all these trappings of the monarchy they are a tourist uh, magnet itself, right? From the mm, UK. Mm, so mm. if it, and it, I mean, I think millions of people were watching this ceremony and, and, and you know, you seeing Westminster Abbey. It's like, it's like how when people saw Marina Bay Sands during the F1 night race for the first time, I remember sitting in a room with, uh, I was in New York City, I was like with a bunch of international friends and, you know, we were watching together and they were like, wow, Singapore looks pretty awesome, you know? Mm. And that was their first taste of Singapore and just understanding what Singapore is like. Even though they, they, they literally, you know, knew me and some of them even lived with me for like a couple of years, they never knew that Singapore looked like that. Is that. Don't you think the royal family does that for the UK? Um, But I mean, the UK is already so much in pop culture. The royal family is in pop culture. I don't think that views of Westminster Abbey was things that were new to people, uh. I mean, the one thing that it is interesting is the last coronation of, of the head of state was done in 1953 for mm, Queen Elizabeth. Mm. Yeah. So it's almost 70 years since this process uh, happened. And and to correct myself, it's the 40th coronation um, and not the 41st. Mm. But, but the one thing that made me feel like, oh, actually, this is quite cool is the fact that it has been running since 1066. Yeah. Like, oh. So a home like, 1,050 years or something like that, right? Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, crazy. shit. How many processes are there around that that go back that far? La? So in that sense, then I'm like, oh, uh, I do believe in preserving heritage and culture. And mm. if this is the heritage and culture of the UK, is it a bad thing? Maybe it mm. should be preserved. Yeah. And don't forget, like, uh, like what you said, la, the last time this happened uh, for Queen Elizabeth was in 1953. So a lot of commentators were saying the just the amazing thing about this coronation and the difference is that you got to see it in color, in in full mm. HD or, or or even 4K, you know, close up. You got to see it live. And back then, it was a black and white grainy TV that you saw this stuff. So the details of the ceremony, all these have been preserved for eternity, like, you know? Mm. And then I think uh, for anyone who, you know, is old enough to have watched the ceremony back then to see today, it's... It's amazing, like, right? To to be able to experience this, uh, versus how it was like almost seventy years ago, la. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, because of like the higher tech cameras and all that, there's a lot of more, a lot more analysis of how mm. people behave, la. Yeah. Uh, and herein <laughs> we go into the drama that was unfolding quite subtly in the background yeah. because, uh, Harry and I think people refer to him now as Harry, right? Not Prince Harry, right? Yeah, uh, still Prince Harry, of as far as I saw, yeah. Prince Harry. Prince Harry. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. so he I mean, in the lead up to this, there was a lot of like uh questions uh, that uh will Harry come, will Meghan Markle come, will they bring mm-hmm. their kids? And there was a lot of talk about that. So in the end he RSVP that he would come. Initially he mm. planned that he'd be there for two days and then it got shortened to one day. So there's mm. so many clips of his entrance where he was sitting. He was sitting in the third row. Um yeah. Not with uh, functioning members of the royal family or practicing mm. or something. He was with yeah. a few of his cousins. Uh, there was a meme about how the person in front of him, her feather boa, was blocking his face. <laughs> you saw that, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he left quite abruptly also, uh, just to head mm. to the airport and go back to celebrate his kid's uh, fourth birthday, which yeah. was the same day, I believe. Yeah. It's right. the excuse, uh, right, that, that Megan Markle also used that why she wasn't attending. Yeah. She was going to stay and, and, you know, take care of the kids and celebrate the kids' birthday. Uh. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it seemed like Prince Harry... Um. Yeah, maybe he wanted to be there longer, but but uh, the whole thing, yeah, just was very awkward for him, like, in, in some ways. And it's amazing because if you really Google it, you can see all the, I think, body language experts and PR people breaking down every every move that he made during the whole ceremony. Like yeah, even lip readers, lip readers, how he adjusted his his you know his suit and and what suit he was wearing and things like that. So yeah, there's a lot of uh, scrutiny on that. All that uh, Yeah. But what, what do you think when you were reading all these things about Prince Harry? Uh, I mean, to me, it's like, wow, fuck, all this drama. Every family already got drama. Why do mm. I need to care about someone else's family drama? <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. Especially when it doesn't affect the policies of the country. You know, like in Singapore, with that Oxley family drama, there's mm. already like, um, you can see some repercussions. Like, you know, there's talk of inequality, the, the power dynamics, you know? So for mm. this one, I was like, oh, shit. I, I found it hard to give a shit. But then, at some points, I also was thinking, wow, what must it feel like to be Harry, man? Mm, you know, you mm. when he entered, you know, you have to walk past everybody in attendance. Yeah. And you yeah. go to the third row. And I'm thinking, oh my God, they shared so much in their Netflix series, their book. They sh- yeah. shared on so many people who are there, you know? Yeah, even his stepmom, everything also. He, yeah. Like, so then I was like, thinks about her. That that must be feeling like shit. Um, then after that he left, but uh, yeah, so I don't envy his position. But at the same mm. time, he kind of had a part to play in it. So, so I don't know. Yeah. But what about you? Uh? uh, yeah, I think the other sad things also. You know, uh, I don't think he was recorded or there was even time for him to have any kind of conversation with private conversation with his uh brother Prince William or his dad Prince Charles. And a lot of people are uh, speculating, or I think there's word in the tabloids that uh, the, the King Charles and then Prince William don't even want to have private conversations with him because they're so scared that he'll just take all these conversations and put them in a book or talk uh-huh. to Oprah about it and things like that. So it's like your reputation becomes like you're the snitch in the family or so, like, you know, which mm. is like, uh, you know, probably the worst thing that you can be for any group of people, like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but there were also people who were hoping for some chance of reconciliation between him and the the family. Um, mm. but uh, yeah, it's such a short visit that that he wouldn't get it lah. But actually, in in this sense, right? Like I was just thinking over the weekend because yeah, I met some you know uh people from the UK and all who were generally quite positive about the whole thing mm. And um, they, the don't you think that? Because of everything that Harry and Meghan have been up to in the past couple of years, right, since they stepped down and and, and kind of overdid it and it's kind of been kind of gross how how they've done it and they've been parodied even in South Park. It, it kind of like they've become the villain, uh, you know, in a way. Mm, in mm. this whole in this whole monarchy story. And it's almost like if you you're almost sympathetic towards, you know, this seventy what, seventy four year old King Charles who has to deal with this really troublesome uh, son and daughter-in-law and Prince William, who's just trying to fulfill his royal duties, but, you know, he he gets all his uh, dirty laundry aired by his his little brother and things like that. You almost feel, like, kind of sympathetic towards them, right? Do you, do, do you think? Sympathetic uh, and, towards King Charles, eh? Yeah, Prince yeah, William. the royal family. Like, the royal oh, family the royal just family. trying to, like what you said, like, just trying to do that thing, right? And just trying to uphold a tradition and all these things. And there's this guy who just keeps coming and, and keeps using the the, the private the, the private conversations to sell Netflix documentaries and things like that. Mm. Um, in some sense, maybe there's a there's a been a bit of a a turn towards people like okay, you know, we'll just like screw whatever Harry and Meghan are doing in the US and the royal family is about tradition. It's about keeping keeping important uh, traditions alive, la. Do you get this sense at all? Like from 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 you asking people why they watch the why they watch the, the coronation and things like that um i mean the sense i get is more that it is a spectacle it's mm. a it's an international event it's just stuff you wouldn't see on a day-to-day basis line because it's live stream it's mm. literally happening as you watch mm. 
Yeah, I think the motivation about the family drama and all, that one was a bit less. I think that one just makes it a bit spicier. Mm, spicier. Um, spicier. But like, let's say you have chicken rice, you would yeah. enjoy chicken rice. The chili yeah. is like a bonus. But even without chili, chicken rice is still nice. No, you man. Know? Chicken rice must have the chili. That's why Dude, Harry, you, you need Harry. No, you need Harry no, to do this no. thing. <laughs> if you just have chicken rice, like the rice on its own with a bit of soya sauce and the garlic, it's like, uh, like it's it's good really, you know. It's good. Must, Even the chicken. The chili, the chili the brings everything together. The chili exactly. brings everything together. But without the chili, it will still be nice. Would it be as nice? No, but it will still be something that you don't eat every day. Lah. Yeah, la. but so I, I, co- I, to, to me, it's like the chili is the... Is it, it, it sort of pulls you into the whole the whole flavor la. So it's a very it's, so, it's a so, non-negotiable essential part of the experience la, to me. Actually, quite apt, right? The analogy, you know, chili red, Harry's hair red, you mm. know, the monarchy like white. It's yeah. just uh steamed chicken. So it's and steamed ha- chicken rice. And Prince William's like almost bald and already, right? Yeah, so. yeah, Prince William's bald. <laughs> <laughs> so so the the chili, yeah, la. but. Um, I think, like, going back to what you said about the whole situation, it would have been... I mean, I don't think that... Just from the lay person watching, I don't think it's beyond reconciliation. Because, mm. well, I think for Megan and Harry, maybe they had a plan, but it's more the more they try and execute a plan, the bigger a hole they dig. Yeah. And, you know, you know, like, maybe you're so far down where you want to retract everything, it looks bad on you. So you don't give mm. up, like, you just keep fighting that fight. But then it just feels like, wow, la, eh. I didn't it read is, the book. Uh, uh. Yeah, it'll need, it'll need a lot of time, la, if anything, to for the reconciliation to happen. La, yeah, because right? I saw some commentator, commenters saying that in some way it would have been nice for Harry and Meghan to come for their kids. Mm. Um, mm. And that was a perspective that I didn't think about previously la, because ultimately these kids, they are still have in some way royal blood, right? Yeah. Their, yeah. parent, their, their, their dad may have left the royal family, but it's still his half of the family. Mm. Um, so it would be nice for them to kind of experience that. Mm. So the mm. one commentator I saw saying that, it's, I mean, it's sad la, that, you know, when the adults make a decision uh, and the kids kind of lose out. That yeah. is sad. Yeah, it is, uh, it is. And, and yeah. not, not, not being able to, you know, be together with the extended family. La. I think that's a, very underrated part of uh, growing up, right? Yeah, uh, exactly. Seeing your extended family and understanding the concept of like growing up with people and, and this is your family and all that, right? Yeah. And I know it's not easy. I think mm. everyone has like some sort of family drama in their lives and it's not easy, but uh, yeah, certain moments, especially yeah, like when, when your kid can experience something, I think mm. both parties, like, you just put aside your differences, like. Yeah, and then yeah. for the kid, you don't need to go overboard like buy presents for the kids or make the kids give a speech or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just a bit of a a, a teaser into it, lah. So yeah, yeah so, so so that was that was sad. Uh, and mm. yeah, it just just feels like this whole thing is so weird, man. It's so yeah. weird. and I, and I bet every family also has like the Harry and Meghan or the Prince William or Kate in in their extended families also, lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But actually, uh, one one thing is that we we did uh, we as uh, Singapore we did have representation there, lah, right? Yeah, we did. Uh, I think mm. uh, Halima Halima attended, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, at least uh, our Commonwealth uh, status was was represented there, lah, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. even when the Queen Elizabeth passed away, I think mm. it was Halima also. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, well, if you got a ticket to go to the coronation, I'm sure you will go, right? I mean, it's part of the whole spectacle. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, man. The, the, I think the Coronation concert, I don't know if you saw clips yeah, of it. Yeah, like I saw, I saw. Katy Perry, uh, Take Lionel That, Richie. Lionel Richie, all performed. So, yeah, it was a, it's a big deal, a big party, you know. Yeah. yeah. So what I mean, if I get for, a right? ticket, yeah. same like the York party, I'll be like, fuck yeah, man, I'm there. <laughs> I am but you're, there. But you'll be that guy sitting in the corner like, why do Just people judging. give a shit about this? Yeah. Why are we doing this? <laughs> Mm, this is this champagne is yeah, really this, good. This champagne, mm, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're that guy. You're that guy. That will be so. me. That will be me. I'm like, you know, fuck this, fuck the system, fuck the man. But holy yeah. shit, this lamb rack is amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Why are we wasting time here? You know, but hey, but can you get me tickets for the coronation <laughs> concert tonight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. You know, but yeah, it's a, it's a spectacle. Uh. So, I mean, now there are also a lot of like um, articles that talk about the why people should care. And mm-hmm. one I read was that, I mean, ultimately, it is part of the, the UK system, like it or not. They do consume a lot of funds. Um, mm. Apparently, the royal family has immunity from a bunch of laws. I think 160 different laws. Wow. So, the, the call for action is people should care because it should be something that's questioned in this day and age. Do we still mm. need something like this? Is this the mm. best way to go? Should it be something that is gradually kind of abolished or 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 or, or, or lowered in terms of its its global attention or or even funding? Mm. Yeah, it's a yeah. Let us know if you guys had a chance to watch the live stream and uh, yeah, general thoughts about it. Yeah, it's interesting to hear what Singaporeans think about it as well. Yeah, especially if you are from the UK, based in Singapore, or yeah. from the UK, wherever you are listening to this, we great. Uh, and I guess the best way would be through Instagram and our Reddit. Yeah, you know the best thing about all this is that, uh, yeah, it was all live stream, and you had a choice whether you wanted to watch it or not. Mm. But um, in our next story, some of these the participants of this art installation piece at the National Gallery. Didn't really have a choice. La. And that is causing a little bit of debate. La. And what is mm. this story about? La? Um, It was regarding an exhibit. It's an art show at the National Gallery where uh, there were live chickens as part of the mm. exhibition. So, so I mean, some people said, like, oh, you know, isn't this an, an animal welfare issue that uh, mm. the, the poultry were used there? Of course, without their consent. But mm. then they're just like a prop. La. So, mm. is that good? Is that bad? So, the exhibition is called See Me, See You. It's a mm. early video installation of Southeast Asia. So, it recreates and showcases the, all the artists from, uh, from the region and how they first incorporated the use of video into their artwork during the 80s and 90s. Mm. So, yeah. the artwork with the chickens is called How to Explain Art to a Bangkok Cock by a Thai <laughs> artist. Dr. Apinan yeah. Poshananda and it's mm. a, it features an unnamed person attempting to explain the famous artwork Mona Lisa to several live chicks and chickens. That's yeah, right. that's, the, that's the artwork. At first I thought, when I saw this, I was like, hey, wasn't there an exhibition, uh, wasn't there a, a physical installation a few weeks ago with live chickens also in, in some uh, HDB estate in Singapore? But this is totally mm. different. Yeah, this is totally different. Totally different, yeah, yeah. But and also unrelated to the, the I think there's a lot more live chickens in our parks and all these days, right? Yeah, yeah totally uh, unrelated. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. These are, I think these are rescued chickens that have been used for this uh, installation. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, but yeah, you know, I think there is some debate about whether the welfare of the chicken is... Uh, you know, is a is a factor of, uh, is a consideration factor, uh, right? Mm. In terms of using them for this art piece. But when you saw this piece of news, uh, why did it um why did it, what did, what did stir up in you such that you wanted to talk about it so badly? I mean because it's one of those things that uh is it that clear cut that mm. the chickens are being abused? Maybe they have mm. like the the best life ever, you know, like taken care of, given food um, and compared to chickens, I don't know, in the factory farms, where they mm. all clusterfuck together and just laying eggs and clawing mm. each other's eyes out, then I was like, yeah. huh, okay, uh, is it is it that bad? But at the same time, mm. if it's art, if it's a man-made thing for other humans, uh, where the and that live animals are just like a prop, is that good? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Uh, I I think it was a very uh apt um. You know, it's a very apt discussion now because literally over the weekend, I actually had, had the chance to go and visit the new bird park at Mandai. Mm. You know, um, the, it's now called Bird Paradise. And uh, this, because I'm you know, one of those uh, dads with a family membership and also we were one of the families that got to see like an early preview of the, the bird paradise before it opens. And uh, it's, a, yeah, it's, a, it's a question that also came to my mind uh, um yes the the bird paradise is beautiful uh all the birds you know are taken care of they're well fed and everything there but at the end of the day they are under you know they're all living under a net a giant net like a huge dome 
that covers mm. the entire bird paradise. Um, so, you know, as you know, you know how birds are, they fly, they migrate, they, they travel great distances and all that. Being trapped in this net, but they're well taken care of. Is that, is that something that you would consider as good for the welfare of the birds? Or is it, or are they just, uh, you know, being imprisoned? Uh? That's the yeah. question. Uh. But, but that's the thing that is always the question with zoos, right? Mm, mm, that's right. right. Uh, and I don't know, man, that one, I always, because on one hand, I can imagine the, I mean, it is quite clear the, a lot of zoos, they say that by making these animals accessible to the general public, you kind mm. of understand them more as actual living things uh, as opposed to just pictures yeah. and books. Because on one end, maybe it's only in safaris, there's no zoos around the world. But I don't know, mm. man, I think, I think coming face to face with a wild animal or like within distance, is quite a magnificent thing, lah. You know? mm, mm, mm. So, and even chickens uh, even chickens to some extent because yeah. uh, I think in Singapore because of the very you know very rapid urbanization in, uh, in our you know uh, history right uh, we've almost forgotten what it's like to live alongside wildlife like, right yeah um, so you get people calling you know and the moment they see a snake or some wild animal they're calling the uh, is it NEA or the, the I can't remember what the organization is like, right? But basically, calling for them. Oh, can you please remove all these wild animals from from these areas and all? Uh, which is very hard to do, like, right? So, in some sense, the education piece helps to just put animals in front of you, put animals in front of your children, so that you see that you're actually dealing with uh, other life beings as well, like, right? Mm. Um. So yeah, I can see the positives of that and, and the argument for that as well. Uh. But yeah. then, okay, so the more we talk about this and the more we make the comparison with zoos, right? Like mm. zoos, okay, there are negatives to what they are trying to do but there's also positives because they're trying to educate people and like be, be like, yo, this lion is the fucking living thing, you know? Like, mm. um, you can see, you can look into its eyes, you know? Uh, but yeah. the zoo is about spreading knowledge of animals. Uh. Whereas yeah. for this one, it's almost just mm. getting the message of the artist across. Mm. Uh, and mm. that's where it feels like, hmm. I mean, you go there, you don't learn about the chickens, right? But, um, but the, that's it. The, I think the museum has allowed the, the, the non-profit that is, you know, uh, rescued the chickens yeah. to have a session where they talk about the, what they do as well. Uh, mm. I think that was over the weekend. So they are providing... Uh, some avenues for the public to learn about uh, how some chickens can be rescued and what what they do in these rescue homes and things like that. Yeah, yeah, which which is a good point because uh, shout out to the to the organization. It's called Chicken Rescue Rehome. Um, mm-hmm. And at first, when I saw that, I was like, "Wait, where the fuck are these are chickens that need to be rescued in Singapore?" But then mm-hmm. there's actually a rising cases of chicken pets being abandoned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I don't know whether it was over COVID or over the past few years, people just feel like, you know you know what, like, uh, I can eat chicken for dinner, but I can also have one as a pet. <laughs> yeah. And then they get chicken chickens as pets. And then they yeah. just abandon them. And there's like a whole Facebook page that is called Chicken Adoption Rescue SG, where people just take photos of like, this, this duckling that's just walking around randomly around, uh, along, around McDonald's, Ang Mokyo. And mm-hmm. people are saying, oh, you know, we, does anyone, can anyone take care of this? You need a private property house. Uh, there are two silky chickens. Uh, you know, mm. the very feathery, like like almost got fur like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's a whole thing. So, so I'm guessing this organization they take in these chickens and they look for for people to adopt, lah. Mm, yeah, and and um, I think the other point of it also is that um, yeah, like like what what you mentioned that uh, you see these chickens wandering around, and sometimes people react very badly to them which can mm. be quite dangerous. Like, uh, I was just at, a, I think, Botanic Gardens over the weekend, uh, and I witnessed a, a guy with um, walking his, his tiny dog, right? Mm. Um, he allowed, rather than pull his dog away from the, you know, the wild chickens that were just roaming around there, he was letting his dog chase those chickens around uh, on a leash, right? But he was literally, like, running with his dog to chase the chickens. I can imagine, and I think there were a lot of uh, other families of young kids there who were very uh, uh, distressed by what he was doing because the chickens were probably like fearing for their lives and like, what the hell, you know, like, as if it's not hard enough to survive with snakes and everything in the gardens. Now I've got to deal with this guy and a dog chasing me around. So yeah, I think 
it just tells you that there are some people who see chickens as uh, merely as food or or just like uh, play things for their, their dogs to accidentally catch and eat or something like that. Mm. <clears throat> so in some sense, I think, uh, you know, teaching people that even, yeah, even if you're not a vegetarian or what, there are still humane considerations and, 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 and things you shouldn't do, right, to these animals. Um, when, uh, when you're even when they're not your your intended to be your food or anything like that, lah. Mm. Uh, so to me, yeah, if there's an educational piece to it, why not, man? Because I think you've talked about this before. The like the sometimes some limited form of hunting is allowed in some of these uh safaris, right? And, mm. and because that that the cost, all these the the revenue that they get from that one hunt actually sustains the conservation of all the other animals in the in the in the games game area as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's the trade off that might need to be made, lo. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, the more we talk about it, the one thought that came to mind as you were saying is that, you know, like um is it, how people react to to these wild animals that maybe needs a bit of educating. But mm. you know when we're talking about these chickens, people taking pets, chickens as pets, right? Mm. What do you do with a chicken pet? I assume you give it a place to stay at home. They're not wild, wild. They're not doing stuff that chickens yeah. in the wild would do, but you shower it with like love and care and all. So if the people who organize this exhibition do the same, then is it wrong? Mm. It's like they are mm. in the, the in that enclosure there, you got visitors and all, but if you keep it in your house and you have visitors, if yeah. that is accepted, why is this not accepted? Mm. Yeah. I all think right. the, the, worry, the worry is that the chickens are uh not not fed properly or not taken care of properly and things like that. Lah. But I think they have come out uh to clarify that the chickens are, you know, monitored quite closely and, and you know the visitors are encouraged not to or discouraged from making too much noise or approaching the chickens or anything like that. Lah. Um so yeah, it, it's like I guess what they're trying to say is like this is like a staycation for the chickens, lah, right? <laughs> it's like, we go a cappella for a weekend. you got their consent or not? You got their consent <laughs> or not? If you just you, take your, I don't know, like your your friend and you just say, hey, uh, uh, I'm going to put you in cappella for like one weekend. You don't complain, huh? treat it as a staycation. Your friend will be like, yo, <laughs> fuck man, some of them, that's why some of the chickens might be enjoying it, but some of the chickens are like, get me out of shit. It's like, like you on the yacht, lah, I guess. When the yacht finally left the, and then it was just in the middle of water. Yeah. And then you're like, you know you're stuck there forever already. Like. Yeah, at least you're stuck hours, there for yeah. next year. Hours. Four hours, four <laughs> 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 you want to leave also, you can't. It, yeah, that's how it felt. Uh. No, exactly. Like, even with all the champagne, you, you drinking the champagne doesn't help. So you feel like shit, uh, right? Yeah, before going there, I was like, oh shit, this is not like a regular party. What if it's not fun? I what can't leave. Sucks, yeah. You can't leave. <laughs> You can't leave. Yo, your party. Wow, your party is like the energy of everything that has, is happening this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're organizing a your party, like you have to be very, very mindful of who you're inviting mm. because suddenly you got clash, suddenly you got tension. No, you People can't seasick. leave. If you get seasick, what happens if you get seasick? Like one, one person gets really seasick during the your party. What I happens? mean, they said if you're seasick, you go to the top deck and then you look at the horizon. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's what they tell the chickens like, oh, if you don't like it here you yeah, go and look at the Mona Lisa <laughs> you go and look at the Mona Lisa and stare at it <laughs> you go and look you don't look at anything here you go and look at the farting yeah, yeah. Uh, so then another question because I, I can't I think we have had one video shoot in the past where we featured a dog and that was your dog mm, yes, right? yes that's right but any yeah. other because if just now when I said you know the chickens here they are furthering the message of the artist and not so much like if not for the chicken rescue home wanting to educate the public, no one will know mm. anything about the chickens. La. But then when yeah. we, for films where you use animals as props, that mm. doesn't get that much flack. Why? Uh, I think because they're very, uh, at least in Hollywood or what, la, right, they're very strict rules for, mm. you know, there being a minder and the organization from which you're you are procuring these animals and all that, la, right? Mm. So even for us, when we had my dog, I, I we literally paid, uh, uh, you know, someone a professional dog, uh, what what do you call it, a dog border, to mm. come and actually help us take care of uh, the dog while we were involved in the shoot and all that as well, right? Mm. So even though it was my own dog, I, you know, I I felt it's important that the dog is surrounded with uh, all these accompanied by by a human that, that he's familiar with and all that. Uh, and also fat treats uh, so that he doesn't feel too too bad about himself, like, right? 
Mm, mm, uh, mm. I think I think that that all these things are important, and um, I hope the museum has these things in place as well, uh, where the welfare of the chickens is uh, a priority uh, rather than just uh, something that they do to 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 keep people from complaining about it, uh. mm, Yeah, mm. but you know, I, I guess the, the 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 big question is like after you see an exhibit like that, like as a visitor, uh, do you think it will make people want to eat chickens less? Like like go to, not go to KFC right after and have like a. Two I piece, think so. Two I actually think so. I think so. <laughs> I you think so. I think so. I think so. I mean, anytime you see like something that's alive and maybe you even like make some eye contact with it for a second, and if you're planning to like, go, I don't know, like like KFC or something after that, I'm sure you'll be like, oh, fuck. Yeah, maybe uh, not. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe we go Long John Silver's have fish and chips or something. <laughs> Yeah, so but you then, go after you go aquarium, then you can you can't go Long John's after after yeah. aquarium. But then even for those seafood restaurants where there's live fish, uh, I mean mm. you don't go and see the fish, lah, right? They don't bring the fish to you saying, okay, you all be eating this fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, now that you say that, actually Chinese restaurants in some ways, uh, when you know some big Chinese restaurants, they have those water tanks mm. where they keep the fish and whatever inside. And they they do that to literally tell you how fresh the the fish oh, yeah, and everything is like, right? Just kind of uh yeah. Now now as you you know now as you're older and all, it feels like it's kind of a nasty thing to do, right? Yeah, the fish. I mean, don't know whether they're conscious or not, but just because they're alive doesn't mean they're not like. I mean, you can be alive as a human and be sick, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. Whereas if you get hit by a bus, but you just like ran a marathon, I mean, you'll be fit, lah. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know whether that's the best analogy or not, but um, I think yeah, like the, it was just it was just interesting to see that uh, there was a live because I can imagine National Gallery. You know, it's such a such a such a icon uh, mm. to do this. Mm. I mean, I think it's quite cool that they try and do this kind of like interesting stuff. At least yeah. the publicity is there. Yeah. Oh, but, but one yeah. thing I wanted to ask: Would you ever consider getting a chicken as a pet? Uh, not in. Not in the current, like, like not where I stay now, and and not in Singapore, like, Generally, I think chickens are in general they 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 live a lot more. Uh, they need a much bigger area than yeah. even a dog or something. Uh, and they they're much more messy la, than than a dog because they need to. They need a lot of like uh bedding and things like that all around. So you need a lot of space, la, I think. And also, like, I don't think you would like cuddle a chicken or something because the claws are damn sharp, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, true. so I mean, I don't know, like every once in a while on like social media, I'll see people with like interesting pets. I know they're in the US, there are people who keep otters as pets. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Foxes as pets. Yeah. Snakes as pets. But cats I mean, also have claws, right? Cats also have claws, right? So, what's the big issue with claws? But cats, I mean, their claws kind of can retract and like, mm. it's not automatically there's claws, like, whereas chickens, their claws are just there, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're just there. And, um, yeah, but I, 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 mean, I would argue I would argue that it's probably easier to you know like just hold on to your chicken like, under your arm compared to a cat uh. like a cat would be much more fidgety and, and, but then and the packing you know you know how fast chickens can pack uh, or not correct, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah then what you Don't, muzzle your chicken uh, and you yeah. put your chicken on a leash <laughs> yeah 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 you muzzle your chicken but I keep your ch- chickens away from from kids uh, if anything yeah yes, yeah I mean chickens cute uh, like the silky ones uh, they look they look interesting man but but yeah, I know at least we know Singapore got peacock like as pet, right? Yeah. And peacocks peacocks are actually quite dangerous for, you know, for, for their pecking, like, right? They're known to peck people's eyeballs and stuff like that as well. Is it? Uh yeah, and is it jewelry as well? I think they, they also peck at jewelry and then like can can pluck or is it am I am I thinking of another bird? I don't remember, but but that's why there's a lot of warnings every time to for kids to stay away from the, the wild parrots that you see in Sentosa and all. Mm-hmm. Wild yeah. parrots or wild peacocks? Sorry, sorry, peacocks. Yeah, and and peacocks also attack cars. Apparently, oh yeah, that, yeah, that one yeah. I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it can be quite uh quite a big deal. But yeah, you know it's uh interesting. Are you going to try and check out this exhibition if you can? I don't know. I don't know whether it's still going on or not. It is. I mean, I do. Yeah, I don't think it it's is, just is, a weekend. Yeah. I will still be going it's on until September. Until September. Oh, oh until September. Yeah. So the chickens yeah, they probably yeah. rotate the chickens lah. I assume so. So I don't know how long each staycation would last for. La. But you yeah. probably have to rotate. La. Not a bit tougher. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Yeah. But yeah. 
Well, cool, cool, man. Let's know if you, yeah, let's know if you guys, anyone checks it out and, and what you thought about it. Lah. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Shall uh, yes. we do the, the one shook comment? Yeah. Do you, uh, my yeah. one shook comment yeah. is on the YouTube, our YouTube channel, our Ministry of Funny YouTube channel, which amazingly has uh, just passed 1,000 subscribers. You know, mm. something we're very, very mm. happy mm-hmm. about. So there seems to be a demand for people wanting to watch. Uh, our podcast and um, the last one that we the, the full podcast that we posted was our interview with Joe Tan and Anakira mm. Japan you know commented on that that video that I like how Joe Tan is pointing out the things that people go through when they have to be in front of stage mic or camera everyone has a varying degree of comfort of being who they are and it is okay to pick a poison so to say yeah I'm not good at that and I would rather be this um, so yeah, I know Kira Japan, uh, you know, thanks for the comment. I think, uh, it hit the nail on the head for a lot of people who, who, uh, I think the, the podcast of Joe res- resonated with them, like, cause, you know, Joe Tan's a very accomplished stage performer, actress, host and everything. But, you know, she, she didn't, she didn't feel that she was in her element while she was a radio DJ and, and she was okay with that. Like, she didn't try to drag it on longer than, than than she needed to and uh yeah so people are, are i think people are seeing that as a very brave and honest assessment of her own abilities as well mm-hmm. yeah that has been a yeah. common piece of feedback from people who listen to the podcast which is great mm-hmm. to know which is great yeah. to know um yes my favorite comment is just uh, something a lot more light-hearted um apparently like during the podcast we did the last one uh 393 breaking down lawrence wong's mayday rally and condo bands food delivery riders um pencil bread um, said that they haven't been back in Singapore for a while and that bird in the background audio gave them the feels. <laughs> so, was that, do you recall a bird in your background audio? I don't know. Was but you a... live on a much higher floor. You mentioned much higher than I do, right? But then, so... because I mean, you also, you do it, you know, with your windows open, right? Usually closed, yeah. Usually yeah, so, closed. I don't know. There was a bird. There was a bird yeah. in the background. I mean, whatever Apparently. in the background that gave you feels. I mean, good, good, good to hear, man. Good to hear. So yeah. So thanks for thanks for giving it a listen. Yeah. Cool, man. All right. Cool. And what is your one show thing? Uh, I think uh my one show thing also kind of related. Also, uh, and I'm not sure. I I don't think you can catch it anymore. But I just wanted to give a shout out to, uh, Joe Tan's play, mm. Happy Place. Which uh, I got a catch over the weekend, and uh, yeah, I thought it was uh, pretty awesome, man. Like, uh, I I I think I posted one photo on on our Yellowbird social media, but but in general, yeah, I really enjoyed um a very you know, I think it was only like what sixty four minutes or something. Mm-hmm. Like that. It was very short and very succinct, but uh, you know, it really captured a lot of the things that the struggles that I think Joe was going through as a DJ and and that that she talked about on her podcast. So I I don't I almost found it like. Like our podcast was a very, very apt companion piece to her play, if if you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like like having done the podcast with her and knowing her struggles, when I watched her play, it gave me a much uh, a very very good picture of what exactly she was talking about and what the struggles were lah. So mm-hmm. I think I enjoyed it a lot more that way lah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you you also got to catch it right with some yeah. friends. What, yeah, what do you think of it? it? And I mean, I really liked it, man. Um, mm-hmm. like, like the concept is essentially, yeah, this, this DJ played by Joe Tan with her guest who comes on a radio show amidst mm-hmm. like the world going to shit because there's a disease out there that causes uh, people to go up in flames. Yeah, and she yeah. still needs to keep it happy and positive. And it's mm-hmm. so weird, but weird in a good way. Yeah. Uh, yeah and I know, was. I mean, when I went with my friends, everybody, everybody liked it. Um, mm. I think it's one of those that, yeah, it leaves you with a weird feeling inside. So kudos to her, man. Like, it stopped its run already, but I hope they bring it back because it's so weird, it's good. Mm. Yeah. 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 So so yeah. kudos to Jota. I, I really enjoyed it. Eh? Yeah. I mean, I really hope that people who heard our podcast and enjoyed it, like at least a couple, one or two of you tried to make it to the play or so. Because, yeah, I think it's a, it's a very unique, uh, you know, telling of a story that really uh, it, you think about it it really captured like everything that happened in the past three years for a lot of people right the isolation uh, because of COVID and then sort of everyone 
starting to work from home and coming to terms with, with what is my the value I bring to the world, you know, if I can't wear a suit and go to the office and things like that as well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, you know, there's a lot more themes. It's more than just about Joe's personal story about being a DJ. I think there's a lot of themes that uh, we've all been grappling with uh, the last few years as well. Yeah. So so yeah, I mean, I mean, shout out to Jotan and and her team. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And you, um, what's what's your one shot thing? Yeah, that was also going to be my one shot thing, but I figured at least one of us would bring it up. So I have something uh, else. Yeah. Um, okay. It is. I think I mentioned before my my uh, creative man crush on Donald Glover, lah, right? Mm, um, yes, about yes, how yes. he's so annoyingly talented. Um, mm. uh, for those of you who don't know Donald Glover, uh, I mean, you definitely have seen some of his stuff. He also goes by the name mm. of Childish Gambino. So he yeah. acted on Community. He created his own show, Atlanta. He's a, he won five Grammy Awards as a rapper. He made This Is America, that video that went viral a few years ago. But recently, mm. he has actually started his own uh, production studio. Mm. And it's called Gilga, G-I-L-G-A, in, in, in homage to Gilgamesh. Um, mm. so, so, I mean, there was this article on GQ, GQ that talks about his dreams for that. And essentially, he bought an orange farm um, mm. And he's making it his creative hub. La, and he just wants to work, in his words, with the most talented people in every possible medium. They are raising capital and feels like they really want to build something. La. And he said they just want to, how he describes it is that there's so much shit out there, so much content that there needs to be a filter. La, and he wants Gilga to be a filter. So they'll be creating original mm. stuff. But I just thought the article was very nicely written and... Just, just an exploration of of Donald Glover like, and how he's so freakingly talented. Mm, mm, yeah. Nice. So, so yeah, it was a, it was a nice article. Uh, and even the website when they were hiring, the way they described the jobs was quite cool. Like, like the the designer is just someone who makes shit look good, you know, as opposed mm. to that long descriptions. And they, I think they over a span of a couple of days, they got thousands of applications. Understandably. Mm, mm. So yeah, so just reading the article was nice, like. He's such a weird oh, and talented cool. guy. That's cool. That's cool. Haven't, haven't, yeah, I feel like I haven't, haven't, haven't engaged with his stuff for a while. Yeah. 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 But cool, man. Need to go, need to go back to finish up community. Community, yeah, community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. Cool. Cool. All right. First podcast of the week in the bag. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks, everyone, for All listening. Right. Thanks.